Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklis and joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Michael, NRL season 2020 is done and dusted. I know. And who would have thought that the most experienced team, the team with the greatest work ethic, the team with the greatest culture, the team that you knew was going to come out firing after the hiatus, would end up winning the whole thing. The Melbourne Storm have won the NRL Premiership for 2020. No asterisks, no footnotes. They are the deserved champions. And what a way for Cameron Smith to sail off into the sunset if he does end up announcing his retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute clinic from Melbourne. Uh, 40,000 people at ANZ Stadium to watch that game. 80% 80% of them Penrith fans, 10% of them Souths fans, 9% Melbourne fans, and the rest special guests. And wasn't the crowd shut out of it early? Melbourne just completely dominated Penrith in that first half. Um, and it looked like it was going to be the other way around. Melbourne made a mistake on the second tackle or the first tackle. Penrith got the ball early, but um, experience counts for everything. And, and I think... Um, Melbourne showed their experience and Penrith are all the better for the experience. But um, some poor, poor game, uh, poor games, uh, game performances from uh, a, a few key Penrith players really, really cost them. Yeah, I, there's a lot of talk about whether uh, Cleary made the right choice in benching to, uh, Brent Naden and putting Tyrone May into the starting side. His defense was less than spectacular, to say the least. Uh, Viliami Kikau had probably one of his worst games of the season. He was the best second row in the comp this year, and this one is a game he wish he f- could forget. And I thought Nathan Cleary disappeared a little in that early part in the in the first half. I I was a bit disappointed in his performance, but again, you look at Melbourne's tries. There was an intercept. There was a offload which led to you know a play a, a penalty try. There was Cameron Smith getting the ball knocked out of his hands, picking up and putting it down over the line. So it wasn't like the Pampers were terrible. They were always in this game. It's just that Melbourne just kept putting up points on them. They had a couple penalty kicks from like 30, 35 out, which helped Melbourne build that lead early. And it just got a bit too much for the Panthers. I think it was too much of a deficit to overcome late in that game, even though they tried as hard as they could. Yeah, they left it a little too late, I think, with that run. Um, they were, I thought they were lucky to get as close as they did. I mean, that some you know those sort of games, there's a lot of luck involved. Uh, Melbourne got a penalty try, an intercept try, and that fluky Cam Smith try under the posts. And uh, that ended up, you know, I think that final try just before halftime was a, was a bit of a nail in the coffin for them. I think Penrith also got lucky with their first try. Um, the video ref called the grubber kick to, uh, was it To'o in the corner? Yeah, that was a blatant obstruction. I, That's, sorry, yeah. I agree with Joey and Garson commentary. That is an obstruction. No matter what you say, the player ran behind another player in the defensive line. That's an obstruction. Pendriff got lucky on that one. Yeah, exactly. And if that comes back to be the the grand final deciding try, would there be the uproar that everyone seemed to have about refereeing decisions? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I'm glad it was. Melbourne were clearly the better team on the day. Penrith were the better team all year, but, um, you know, it's who turns up on the day. That's the nature of our competition and uh, the Storm have done it again. Um, and for those of you that want a bit of uh, post-season entertainment, other than listening to this podcast, can I recommend going to NRL on Nine's uh, YouTube page and watching the Craig Bellamy cam for the final six minutes of the grand final uh, with an inset of the game <laughs> in the bottom right of the screen. It is some of the best television you'll see this year. Yeah, he uh, he called himself a dickhead for the way he acted after that Cleary try where he clicked, where he kicked the chair. Um, look, we know Bellamy's animated. It's always great to watch him uh, in that moment when the game seemed like it could be slipping away. You can you can understand his angst and anger heading into those final few minutes. Uh, but a great coach. He he understood. <laughs> he knew that he was on camera, but. The heat of the moment, let him, let him, let him uh, flesh out his feelings a bit. You know, I was happy to see it. Uh, you mentioned something earlier, and you said that this this could only benefit the Panthers, and I completely agree. I have this philosophy that you need to win; you have to lose one to win one. And for the Panthers, this is, you know, they've been they've played finals footy, you know, those first couple rounds before. They've never been to this big stage. And the pressure is so much different in that arena. Every mistake is costly, more costly. You don't get any second chances. And with a team like Melbourne who have been there four out of the last five years, they know what it's like to play in those games. So, it, But like you said, it'll only benefit the Pampers. They're going to learn from this. And you mentioned last week, they could go on to win three of the next five premierships. And this is, even though they didn't get this one, that is still true. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a massive shout out to Ryan Pappenhausen, who won the Clive Churchill medal. Um, his spectacular try in the 45th minute uh, from the scrum, an 80-metre effort. Uh, he was awesome. A uh, bit of an understated player. I haven't seen as much coverage on, of this in amongst the fallout, but was also his penalty-saving uh, leap from the field to bat the ball back in. Uh, it stopped a Penrith touch finder. Um, it's just that sort of, you know, that those 110% plays that really are make or break. Uh, he had two of them. He, he was awesome. He's had a, a breakout year and wouldn't the Tigers be reeling that they've let him go? Yeah. And so a sports bet apparently as well, because at halftime they paid out on Cameron Smith winning the Clive Churchill medal. Uh, he was paying a dollar eight at that point, and that try I think sealed Pappenhausen the Clive Churchill medal as well. So sports bet cost them about five million dollars. Made me a bit of money. I was pretty happy about it. But um, yeah, Pappenhausen was incredible, and he will be in the Blues Origin squad, which we will uh, be talking about a little later. Yeah, absolutely. So grand final done, dusted. Storm added another one to the cabinet. Uh, Penrith will go around next year. They, I'd expect them to start, uh, if not favourites, then very close to premiership favourites for the 2021 competition. They will be doing it uh, without their attacking coach, Trent Barrett, uh, who is probably responsible for their uh, much improved attacking performance this year. He will be, uh, or he has started his position as the head coach of the Bulldogs, uh, and he's already, according to stories, trying to recruit some Panthers with him 
Uh, he's also got himself a halfback for next year, Corbs. He does. And rumour is that straight after the grand final, uh, the next morning at 7am, Barrett was seen walking into the Bulldogs facility. So he did not want to waste any time getting his job started, trying to turn this club around. And his first big signing uh, of the off-season is former Roosters halfback, Carl Flanagan, who uh, has been dismissed by the Roosters during his exit interview with the team at the end of the season. Uh, we were talking about, you know, earlier on, earlier on in the year and at the back end of the season, why Flanagan was so out of favour with the Roosters. And there was some things bubbling. Apparently his attitude at training wasn't great. And when he got dropped, his father called the coach, which is not a good sign. Um, but... He's still a good good young player. I think he has a lot to offer in this league. And I think he's the exact type of player that the Bulldogs need for this rebuild. Yeah. Um, also quite handy that the Bulldogs have signed him on a monster deal, but the Roosters will be paying a chunk of that uh, contract. Always comes in handy. Clearly shows the Roosters were very keen to get rid of him. Yep. But luckily he's probably got a really small contract but it's created millions of dollars for them to sign the next up-and-coming superstar like you know Joseph Suwali or something like that um now the other the other players that apparently being targeted by the Bulldogs are um Stephen Crichton and Isaiah Yo. um will be interesting to see what unfolds here but uh definite movement going to start in the player market as soon as State of Origin is over. Matt, Burt, Matt Burton as well as a target of Barrett's to pair, I think, with Flanagan in the halves. Uh, that name, obviously, Jerome Luai solidified that 5'8 spot at Panthers and there's no real position for Matt Burton in that team if Luai has the 5'8 spot uh, locked down. So I can see him joining... Uh, coach that he's played under before in Trent Barrett at the Dogs as well. And a young halves pairing of Flanagan and Burton is pretty decent for the Dogs. It's definitely an improvement over what they've had the last few years. They haven't really had a proper half since what? Uh, Kamal? Not Kamali. Hodkinson. 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 Yeah. Hodkinson and Reynolds. So yeah, yeah good signs. Good signs for the Dogs. They're making the right moves. Let's hope the board stays out of that mess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which begs the question, if the Roosters are clearing the decks, Michael, can you confirm or deny for me, is Mitchell Pearce coming back to the Roosters? I honestly have no idea. I don't, I don't quite understand why we would bring him back. Um, maybe you think that he has something to offer. Uh, look, he's... I think it will take a lot of pressure off Kiri, and I, I don't know whether Kiri <clears throat> handled it all that well at the back end of the season. There was a lot on his plate, um, so maybe maybe that'll help these two. You know, these two did play a season together uh, in 2017, where Roosters did come second. Obviously, at that point, we didn't have Tedesco, um, but yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if it's going to be a good signing or not. There's also talks of, as you said, Joseph Suwali. Roos is a clearing cap for something. Don't know what. Maybe it's just to give Tedesco the uh, extension that he deserves. Uh, we'll we got to wait and see. Uncle Nick has plans. Robbo has plans. 
something will unfold soon, I think. Uh, but that all awaits us. But in the meantime, November 4th, one week away, State of Origin 1, live from the Adelaide Oval. Um, Wayne Bennett, the old coach, has returned to the Origin scene. Uh, he'll be content after a bumper season with Souths. He's up against Brad Fittler, um, who he notoriously dodges at uh, media interviews. Um, Wayne being there, I think, adds its own hype. Um, but the squads are in. Uh, um, do you want to run through the Blues chords? Uh Yeah, let's do it. Give me... Sorry, I haven't got the teams up. I'm unprepared. This is great podcasting on my part. <clears throat> do you want me to run through the Blues chords? Yeah, why don't you run Sounds through the Blues, good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to run through the Blues. Um, okay, so... The Blues 27-man squad, Josh Adokar from the Storm, Nathan Brown from Para, Campbell Gillard from Para, Nathan Cleary, uh, Damian Cook, Boyd Courtner, Nick Kotrick, Angus Crichton, Stephen Crichton, Dale Finucane, Tyson Frizzell, Clint Gutherson, Payne Haas, Luke Keary, Zach Lomax, Jerome Luai, Cameron McInnes, Cameron Murray, Ryan Pappenhausen, Junior Paulo, Daniel Saifidi, James Tedesco, Jake Trevojevic, Daniel Tupo, Cody Walker, Jack Whiten, and Isaiah Yo. Um, doesn't it seem like a very long time ago that we heard some of those names uh, for players that weren't in the top eight? Yeah, uh, look, these this team, this this squad is it's a really good squad though. Obviously, uh, a couple of surprises in there, a couple of debutants. You got Zach Lomax, Jerome Luai off his outstanding season has uh, made his way into his team. Cameron McInnes, uh, one of those players who has you know, you know, not played in the last few weeks, uh, as well as Zach Lomax. Uh, Isaiah Yo, another deserved player making this team. Jeez, it's a really strong squad. There's a lot of depth and uh, a lot of reserves in positions where if someone goes down, you know you're going to be covered well for the next game. Uh, really, really strong side by the Blues. Yeah, um, very strong. Uh, a lot of players that have, have been playing the last few weeks as well. They'll be match fit. Uh, they'll be focused. Uh, they might be. This is the tough balance for both coaches. Uh, do you bring in the players that are match fit, or um, and could be carrying some niggles of the players that are well rested uh, and probably a bit more primed to play, but uh, probably not as fit as those coming straight off the uh, finals series. I think uh, it's... Corbs, I think take it's a... Yeah, I think that... So I'm, gonna, I'm about to take you through the Maroon squad. And I think this is a bit more of a concern for the Maroon squad because, you know, a lot of these players are from the Broncos, the Titans, or the Cowboys being the Queensland clubs. A lot of these players haven't played in a while. Uh, let's start off. The team, the squad is Corey Allen, Jai Arrow, AJ Brimson, Kurt Capewell, Patrick Carrigan... Daly Cherry Evans, who will be the captain, Xavier Coates, Lindsay Collins, Tino Pasul Malawi, Mawasi Fodawaka, who has uh, aligned himself with Queensland over New South Wales, Jake Friend, Dan Gagai, my man crush, Harry Grant, Cohen Hess, Valentine Holmes, Heimel Hunt, Ben Hunt, Felice Cafusi, Josh Kerr. Brenko Lee, Edric Lee, Dynamis Louie, Cameron Munster, Josh Papali, 
Philip Sammy, Jaden Sewer, and Christian Welch. Yeah, there's a uh, there's some experienced heads in there at a at a club level, um, but even, a shortage even, of even at, even at an Origin level, there's uh, there's some guys who know how to win series. You know, Daly Cherry Evans has won before. Uh, Dane Gagai has been a part of the Maroon squad for a long time. Uh, Munster, Munsters, Munsters the same. Um, Dry Arrow has been around. Even players like who else did I see? Uh, there was one other. Ben Hunt, uh, Ben Hunt, Josh Papali. You know these guys have all won uh, one Origin series before. But it's not like there's a yeah. lack of experience on this team. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a team that'll be gritty. Um, it'll it'll be a, a grinding defensive effort from them. Um, looking at them, all these players are pretty fit. Uh, Jake Friend himself is is a workhorse. Harry Grant is a workhorse. Um, Lindsay Collins is a workhorse. Um, Jai Arrow, uh, you got a whole lot of Papali as well. You have got a whole lot of players that are would just. Um, just come in and, and, you know, stick it out for Queensland and really put some pride into that jersey. Uh, and knowing Wayne, there'll be a few tricks up his sleeve. Um, and, you know, there's some players here that are coming off the uh, premierships. Um, you know, I'm just looking at, like, Welch, um, Lee, Munster. You know, they've just come out of a, a winning system and they will bring some of that stuff with them to Queensland camp. So um, do not underestimate the Maroons because I, I think all the pressure is on New South Wales, really. Yeah, we've seen this before. New South Wales has had probably the better squad for the last five or six years. We've only won the last two. But Queensland just always seemed to find a way. And it's there's something different in the waters up there. Hopefully, you know, Joe, uh, Freddie has brought this change uh, where, you know, a team that goes down in Queensland can't come back and win the series. Uh, so often, Queensland would win the first game and it would be over. Uh, it seems like there has been a change in culture in the Blues, but you can't write these Queenslanders off. They know how to win, especially, you know, Dan Gagai. We've made, me and you have made jokes about how he plays in a South jersey compared to how he plays in a Maroons jersey. At times, they were two completely separate players. So it brings something out in them. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, I think... You know, everyone that's Wayne that Wayne has chosen, he obviously sees something in them. And I think this is the challenge because Queensland is so much better at this. They're so much better at playing for their jersey, wearing their heart on their sleeve. And, you know, I think this is going to be the challenge for New South Wales. It, it's, a, it's an incredibly experienced coach. Um, and I think he, he could make all the difference. And all the Queenslanders need is that belief. And um, with Wayne there and Mal in the Queensland camp too, um, you've got... Queensland's two best coaches um, running the show. Yeah, agreed. All right, Emmanuel. Let's put your money where your mouth is. What's the season score going to be in this? Or what's the series score going to be in this Origin series? Oh, I'm going 2-1. And... To get to 2... New South Wales have to win in Brisbane. All right. So you think that which which game do you think Queensland are taking then? The first one. You think they're going to win Adelaide? All right. So you're tipping the Broncos this week. I 
<laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to write. I don't want to write. Broncos, off the, the Maroons, the Maroons, the Maroons. Yeah. The Maroons sorry, <laughs> no one's doing the Broncos. No <laughs> yeah, Broncos can't bet anyone. Um, I don't want to write off the Maroons. I don't. But this team is so the Blues. The Blues team is so strong. It's so so good, and you know, players like Caelan Plunger missing just it turns me off the Maroons. Gonna say it's a sweep. I'm gonna say they win three nil. I think it's time. I think it's time that New South Wales completely show their dominance. And I think that the fact that some of these Queensland players haven't played football in four weeks is really gonna hurt them. Yeah. Look, it, uh, it, these games are always close, right? I can't see this any of these games being a blowout. Players are gonna be tired. Uh, they're going to be low on energy. Some of them are going to be out of out of form. Um, it's probably going to be a bit error riddled. Um, and it, you just got to go through the squads, find the game managers, and think about you know when crunch time comes, it's the seventieth minute, and there's two points different. Who puts the game away for that team? Um, have a look at the game managers in each squad. Um, talking Cherry Evans, um, Ben Hunt. Cam Munster, Jake Friend uh, for Queensland, talking Cleary, uh, Cook, Keary, Walker, who steps up and says, I'm taking control of this game. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. So, um, yeah, let's see how we go. I just I just think there's a lot more, especially in the back line, I think the Blues have a lot more firepower. When you can throw out Clint Gutherson and Jack Whiten in your centres, Clive, uh, sorry, Dally M winner, uh, Jack Whiten in your centres, not in his preferred position because he can play there. And you've got, you know, probably Tedesco at the back. We'll see if he's healthy or not. Uh, if not, it'll be Pappenhausen. Uh, this team is just, you know, wow, Pappenhausen, Clive Churchill winner, might start on the bench. That's That's how good this Blues team is. So, you know. There's too much. There's too much going on. Even their forward pack, like everyone is very quick. Everyone is very fit. It's not a huge pack, but it's very mobile, and everyone can play the eighty if need be. That's that's the difference, I think, with these two teams. Yeah, and you know, there's all, been all this talk about Teddy this week, and now there's um, chat about Ryan Pappenhausen having a calf injury. So. Uh, who knows what's going on? All the stories. Usually there's a virus in Queensland Origin Camp around now uh, before each game. But given there's actually a virus around and you don't want a virus in the camp, I bet that rumour doesn't get a run this year. <laughs> Very true. Very true. There's no uh, no stomachache or gastro going around the camp this year. Otherwise, uh, we wouldn't have an Origin series. Uh, I'm excited, though. I love Origin. It's... They're the best. These are normally the three best games of football you'll see all year. You know, they're the 24, what is it? Uh, 34 best players normally in the, in, in the States. And they, team step up plays give 120% in this arena. It's, it brings out something that other games just don't. So it should be really good to watch. I'm excited. It's going to be interesting seeing it at the end of the season, but, I don't think it'll matter too much. Yeah, and um, just having a look. So the Maroons and Blues will uh, reduce their squads to 21 players tomorrow. 
Uh, they'll go to 19 on Tuesday and then the final 17 will be named an hour before kickoff in Adelaide on Wednesday. So tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, as the weekend, or as the next week goes on, we'll get a better idea of what kind of teams the coaches are going with and who is in and who's out due to injury. So we watch with bated breath. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Uh, I think, Emmanuel, we won't be back till probably next Sunday because we have something on this weekend um, and won't be able to record directly after Origin because it's far too late. So we will have our Game 2 preview then. We will recap Game 1 and any other NRL news we will discuss then. But until then, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thank you, Michael. Thank you.